Merry Christmas, everyone. Hope you're so excited. This weekend is Christmas, and I want to remind you that Christmas Eve, Saturday afternoon and evening, we have our two Christmas Eve services. Very traditional, very beautiful by candlelight. One is at 3 o'clock, the other at 5 o'clock. Would love for you to come and invite someone to come with you. Uh, the services will last just under one hour. And then on Christmas Day, Sunday morning, we are going to have one worship service at 11 o'clock. No child care. It also is going to be a beautiful service. And in both of those, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, I'm going to be sharing a different image from the book of Revelation that helps us have a new perspective, a better perspective, if you will, on who Jesus Christ really is. So we're going to honor Jesus Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and I hope you'll be part of it. For our devotion today, we are continuing to read Revelation, 8, uh, Revelation and today we're in chapter 18, chapter 18. And <clears throat> what this chapter does is, is, is a follow-up to chapter 17, where Babylon or Rome uh, failed. You know, uh, Babylon, Rome was the empire that was persecuting Christians in the, in, the, in the time that uh, John wrote Revelation in the first century. And he's telling them that Rome will fall under the judgment of God. And of course it did. What we have in Revelation 18 is a description of the various reactions by different groups of people to the collapse of the Roman Empire, to, to Babylon's fall. And, and what you see is that those who were in bed with Rome, who were in partnership with this evil nation and benefited from it, profited from it, whether it was through economic trade or other things, when, when Rome falls, they are going to be uh, devastated. They are pictured as being sad and mourning and weeping in this chapter. But in heaven, there's a contrast. God's people in heaven are rejoicing when Rome or Babylon falls. And so that's the overview of the chapter when you're reading it. Hopefully that will help it make more sense to you. Uh, some lessons for us from this chapter. Um, one is that, that sin, the sin of a nation, and you could extrapolate that to an individual as well, is that sin accumulates. It builds upon itself. So look with me at verses 5 and following. He said, for her sins talking about the Roman Empire, the city of Rome, her sins have piled up as high as heaven and God has remembered her iniquities. Pay her back even as she is paid and give back to her double according to her deeds in the cup which she mixed, mixed twice as much for her to the degree that she glorified herself and lived sensuously to the same degree give her torment and mourning, for she in her heart said, I sit as a queen, and I am not uh, a widow, and will never see mourning. And God says, oh yeah, wait till my judgment falls. And so the lesson there, though, is that her sin over the centuries, over the decades, accumulated, piled up. That is something for us to be aware of as a nation here in America, for any nation to be aware of. That is something for any of us as individuals to be aware of, is that our sin accumulates and the consequences can be very, very severe if we don't repent, turn from it, and find forgiveness in Christ. So that's the first lesson. The second lesson is that any nation or group or power 
uh, leader that persecutes God's people will eventually ultimately be judged. Look at the last verse, verse 24 of chapter 18. And in her, in Rome, was found the blood of the prophets and of saints and of all who have been slain on earth. They, they persecuted, Rome persecuted God's people. Verse 20, rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, because God has pronounced judgment for you against her. So bear in mind, ultimately God will judge everyone who, who causes his people to suffer, who persecutes his people. So be faithful to him. Lesson number three, evil nations, evil people, evil institutions, um, evil traditions promote, encourage, influence other nations, other groups, other people, other individuals, other institutions to also be guilty of evil. In verse three, for all the nations have drunk of the wine of the passion of her immorality, the nations that cooperated with Rome. And the kings of the earth have committed acts of immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich by the wealth of her sensuality, profiting from the sinful behavior of Rome, cooperating with it, participating in it. Verse 9, and the kings of the earth who committed acts of immorality and lived sensuously with her, with Rome, will weep and lament over her when they see the smoke of her burning. They're going to grieve when she is destroyed and when she is judged, but they are guilty of cooperating with her, participating with her in her sinful behavior. And then, and, and so the lesson is that evil influences others to be evil. Then the fourth and final lesson is you and I, as disciples and followers of Christ, are to keep ourselves pure. And you're going to see that very clearly Monday when we look at chapter 19. Keep ourselves pure and not participate in this culture, in this evil nation's sins. In verse 4, I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, so that you will not participate in her sins and receive her plagues. Now, you and I can't leave this world. So when he says come out, he doesn't mean physically remove yourself. You can't do that. But don't go along with, don't participate with, don't be like, don't do what? These sinful nations, these sinful institutions, these sinful systems, these sinful people do. We as God's people are to be different. Now, tomorrow's Christmas Eve. The following day is Christmas. What does this have to do with Jesus and Christmas? Um, the only thing that makes me different than Rome and the nations that cooperate with her is Jesus. And his shedding his blood on Calvary's cross so I could be forgiven. That's what makes me different. I'm not better. Neither are you. But because of Jesus, I am most definitely different. And so are you. And that's a big part of what we celebrate at Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'll see you Sunday morning and Christmas Eve, and then next Monday with another devotion. Merry Christmas, everybody.